Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Welcome to episode 511 of the Paranoid Rock Show. My name, as it has been since 1986, is Armitage. And over the course of the next hour, I'll be playing your music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. runs down on my cheeks Why my heart's getting high to beat The throat's so dry and I got some shakes Good morning, I get headache Good morning again The Watts have a brand new album out on Rumbar Records called The Black Heart of Rock and Roll. But you're already aware of this as I played Up All Night from the aforementioned and said album on episode 502. However, the song that keeps popping into my head, which I have also previously played, is the title track from the band's third album, Flash of White Light. Drunk rockers come from miles around. All the dirty truckers at the alley loud. 
Right. Right, I'd better get cracking with some new music as I've uh, shed loads of stuff that I need to get through before our time is up. The Drama Club rejects who's brought Stiddy, who you may recall drum with the Wild Hearts, the Jellies and whatever, along with the Almighty's Nick Parsons and then Nash and Stesh have just released the first track from their as yet untitled album. Mind you, saying that the band has already put up two songs on Reverb Nation in the shape and form of Space Invaders and Hate Song, um, which don't seem to be available anywhere else. I did think these two tracks were going to be part of an EP. Hopefully, I haven't missed it because that would be just embarrassing. The track in question I'm going to play you is called Kick in a Hole, open brackets, in the sky, close brackets, and go something like this. Yeah. 
Giddy's one-time Wild Heart sparring partner, Danny McCormack's new band, is called The Main Grains, which shows discerning listeners that you are, you already knew. However, the band has just released a very excellent video that was filmed over two days at the Barfly and the Proud Gallery for the Don't Believe Everything You Think track, We're Happy Round Here. the 22nd of July future and non-wall rock radio listeners was the last day of the Ginger Wild Heart Band Grand Rock Tour up at the Brooklyn Bowl in Greenwich however Ginger did sneak in a extra show at the Rambling Man Festival the day after down in Maidstone main tour support came from Royal Hamilton and the Traitors with Massive Wagons as openers on the original dates with the main grains taken on board for the extra ones in turn being substituted for Ginger's other other band, Hey Hello, for the aforementioned Brooklyn Bowl gig. Thanks to unsocial media, YouTube footage quickly emerged of Danny joining the Ginger Wild Heart Band for a quick run-through of some of the Wild Hearts tunes at the Brunel Social Club in Leeds. Things got even better for those who went to Trillion's gig in Newcastle as Stiddy also joined Ginger and Danny for the encore, all of which you can read about online in Ginger's tour diary. So anyway, with Cambridge being the closest to me for the main grains bill, and that uh, with one of my daughter's godfathers living in said city, I did toy with the idea of popping along. However, said godfather was in London for that week, and the main grains were forced to pull out, as injuries to Danny's toes, or lack of toes, due to his aneurysm late last year, which led to the removal of some, flared up in the end... The whole gig was cancelled due to heat exhaustion. The uh, Ginger Wild Heart Band was still suffering from the gig the night before at the same venue. 
Fortunately, no such dilemma befell the London show, although Squirrel and myself had arranged to meet a couple of friends up at the Meantime Brewery for a couple of libations beforehand, only for them to congregate at the Meantime Box Bar on the Greenwich Peninsula, a full one mile from where we were. Anyway, over the last couple of years, Hey Hello have had more full starts than a Russian athlete. Uh, first original vocalist and fan favourite Victoria apparently found out her services were no longer required through Twitter, with her replacement Hollis quitting the day the band's second album, Hey Hello 2, was ready to download from Pledge Music and less than a month before a nationwide Hey Hello tour. The band decided to audition for a new vocalist with videos of the shortlisted candidates up on their Pledge Music site for pledges to vote and comment upon. This is where things got unexpectedly awry with some unnecessary comments. To wit, Ginger proclaimed that he personally was going to take on the role, rewriting some of the lyrics and adding new songs to suit a male singer. About three weeks ago, I bumped into Ginger as I was leaving the 100 Club where he had been guest vocalist on a couple of numbers with Brian James. And I said that I was disappointed that the prospect of Hey Hello moving away from his original concept of ABBA meets the Sex Pistols. Don't worry, he said, as I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. So, come the appointed time of 7.30, the Rev, Toshi, I and Ginger strode out onto the Brooklyn Bowl stage to be followed by a... dot 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 female who proceeded to launch into swimwear and did likewise with old and new songs until hey hello set was over ginger took pretty much a back seat between songs leaving the banter to stage chat to the rev and the female who turned out to be cat from the first set of auditions basically the band quite rightly just ignored all the negativity and got who they thought would be right for the job Cat has the vocal ability of Victoria with the stage presence of Hollis and hopefully the staying power of Jeremy Corbyn.
Brian Hamilton and the traitors. Well, on the face of it, an unknown entity to me. However, talking to the Dark Lord of Barnet between sets, he said he knew the bassist. For a split second, I thought it was going to be Jason Knight, bassist with Warner E. Hodges, until Rob Lane, a.k.a. Laney74, walked out bass in hand. And, of course, the penny dropped. The last time I saw Laney and drummer Michael Richards was when the Traitors played with Johnny Monaco at the 12 Bar Club in May 2012. Ryan Hamilton also looked familiar in a ginger birthday bash guest kind of way, but don't hold me to that. It also seems that he was in Smile Smile, a band that flew under my radar, and People on Vacation, a name I knew of, but I heard nothing by. For a novice, and apparently first-time hearer and seer of Mr Hamilton and his traitors, I would follow them along with the likes of the Georgia Satellites, if my record collection wasn't filed in historic order. Ryan's next album, as was his debut solo, is fan-funded via Pledge Music. He already has surpassed his goal by over 20%, with about four months still left to run. The demo package looks like it has my name written all over it. One of the songs mooted for the album is We Never Should Have Moved to LA, which uh, he aired at the Brooklyn Bowl. So, uh, the United Kingdom was the first place I ever heard a man call another man a cunt. And that word still feels very dirty coming out of my American mouth. It's a filthy, wonderful word, but I just don't say it where I come from. Uh, so, a lot of these songs are new to my new Ginger Wildheart family, but this song is even new to us. It's probably going to be a new single on this new record that we're about to do. And uh, I thought I'd sneak the C word into the song just for England. And if you can spot it, you win the prize. The song's called We Never Should Have Moved to L.A. Yes. 
For the third time that evening, Ginger was once again on stage. Second time was when he joined the just-heard Ryan Hamilton and the Traitors for a run-through of REO Speed's Wagon's Take It On The Run. But this time, he was undoubtedly the band leader. Last time I saw Ginger in full band mode was at his rearranged birthday bash at the Forum in Kentistown on the 1st of April, where I came away feeling disappointed. I can't put my finger on why, but the vibe just didn't feel right. There seemed to be a giant elephant in the room. What that elephant represented, I have no idea. But an air of uncomfortableness seemed to invisibly emanate from the stage. However, at the Brooklyn Bowl, things couldn't have felt different. Ginger looked relaxed, and the musicians that he had assembled for the tour made the band a band, if you know what I mean. Joining him was from the Electric Boys and one-time Hanoi Rocks guitarist Connie Bloom, who first came to our attention well, the wider audience of the Wild Hearts family, when he joined the touring lineup for Silver Ginger 5. Now, that was arguably a band that seriously rivaled the Wild Hearts as the best band that Ginger has ever led. Returning from Hey Hello was Toshi on bass with Denzel picking up the drumsticks. Obviously, Ginger's solo and songs outside of the Wild Hearts were prominent and high on the set list, but of course, fan-favourite Wild Heart tracks were aired along the way. Ginger has just released a video to one of his gas tracks, if you find yourself in London town, that he first aired at Camden Rocks back in 2014, wherein it had literally only just been written, leaving the guitarist for that day, Chris Catalyst, out on a bit of a limb. Joining Ginger for the Brooklyn Bowl to play it was a fellow Courtney Love guitarist, Miko, with Ron Hamilton, along with his keyboardist, Nat Webb, also entering the fray. I know it's July, and we're currently in the midst of our two-week summer but i can't help thinking if you find yourself in london town is a great christmas song waiting to happen it was all in all a great evening in the company of some great people how long ginger can put off and indeed recording with this lineup remains to be seen
I occasionally get the odd email asking why I've stopped doing whole live shows and why do I wait over a week before playing the odd live track that I do. Sands, Jesse Mallin, Ginger and last night recording artists, the hit priest. Well, I stopped doing the whole life thing because as much as I enjoy the artists in question, not all of you out there in radio interwebs land do. And even though I'm pleased with the quality from my handheld digital recorder, it's not soundboard. So sometimes you get the chatting and jostling around. So I just give you the highlights mixed in with all the other stuff, like today's show. Plus, the last three gigs have been on a Friday. I'll get home around midnight at the earliest, get up around seven, head for Tesco's, and then around about nine o'clock, record this podcast, leaving me no time to run the bands I've just heard through my audio lab to pick the best tracks for your listening pleasure. Saying that, here are the Hit Priests and the track taken from their 8-inch 10th anniversary single that was only on sale at last night's Camden gig with the other half available tonight up in Nottingham. This is The Last Motherfucker Left Alive.
This might come as a shock to some of you, but up until last week, I didn't own any album by Dinosaur Jr. Of course, I'm well aware of Lee Dinosaur, Jay Mascus, and indeed the band itself. First I heard about them was when I organised a birthday drink for myself the day after the actual day uh, in 1987 at the Britannia in Hammersmith, and then it was on to the Odeon for King Diamond, then back over to the Britannia for post-gig drinks. This is where... We bumped into a mate who had just come back from the Hammersmith Clarendon raving about a band he'd just seen called, yeah, obviously, Dinosaur Jr. The band's latest album, Give a Glimpse of What Year Not, arrived uh, a week or so ago, so I decided to give it a spin. From the opening fuzz feedback of Going Down, I knew that this was an album I was going to like. Not having any previous reference points, but on the strength of Give a Glimpse, if any of their other albums are in a similar vein then I know what Dave Grohl listens to in his free time Yeah. 
The aforementioned going down from Dinosaur Jr.'s new album, Give a Glimpse of What You're Not. Band, I believe, are over here in dear old Blighty in November. Gone are the days of playing the Clarendon, the Mean Fiddler, Fulham Greyhound, or even the Astoria. Not necessarily because the band have outgrown the venues, which in actual fact they have, because those places no longer exist. Here's another thing you might find strange. I own all of the Descendants recording output including i think some semi-official live recordings however i haven't played any of them now i'm going to blame andy from the very excellent fear and loathing fancy for this as it was he who recommended them to me and as andy has a very good ear when he wholeheartedly endorses something you know you're going to be on safe footing so i went out well i stayed in and went on my computer and ordered their entire back catalogue which for a band that's been going since 1977 and been putting out albums since 1982 wasn't a great deal or very expensive however with six studio and three live albums to choose from including the all demos for everything sucks i sort of got a descendant overload panic attack and um, ended up listening to nothing i even when my ipod was over capacity unticked them from my itunes library so they wouldn't sink over so when i got sent the band's new album hyper caffeinum spasinate last week i thought i've got nothing else better to do i'll give it a spin it's a fun filled punk pop album it's right up my street however the album lasts um, about 35 minutes, which I think is too long. I know just over half an hour isn't long by any stretch of the imagination, but it's the amount of songs the band have managed to cram into it. 16. By the time I've got into one, they're over. So uh, I guess it's not the length of the album, but the songs. Mind you, the Ramones managed 14 on their debut in under half an hour, so I've absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. This is one of the longer ones from Hyper Caffeine Spazinate, clocking in at the Proctastic Three minutes, 12 seconds. And it's my currently my favourite. Uh, this is Smile.
a game well played. Descendants were the reaction and nights on end. Reactions were a pretty shortly power pop punk band that was active in Miami between 1980 and 1981, only ever releasing two EPs. However, in 2011, Cheap Records put the two EPs out along with some demos and live recordings as Saturday's Gone Wild LP, from where Nights on End was obviously taken. 
An album that came out yesterday, that was the 29th of July, Future and Non-Wall Rock Radio listeners, was the new Bouncing Souls album, Simplicity. Here's a track from it called Hey Aliens, and don't forget to look out for them at Rebellion with UK dates either side. Music in the shape and form of the Side Eyes, who have just released a split single with Red Cross called Songs That Chargo Taught Us. Uh, the Side Eyes track in question is Don't Talk To Me, which was written by Side Eyes vocalist Astrid McDonald's mother, Charlotte Caffey, aka Chargo, from the Go-Go's, hence the title of the single. B-side from Red Cross that features Astrid's father, Jeff, is the Go-Go's classic screaming. And when you thought that the incestuous was at an end, Jeff's brother, Astrid's uncle and Charlotte's brother-in-law, Steve, produces both cats.
I would have played the Red Cross track if I had it, but obviously I don't. Uh, the 7-inch was only 6 bucks, but there was a minimum order of $10. And not wishing to purchase two, because that would be greedy, I guess I'll just have to wait for the digital version or for it to turn up on a Red Cross album. As long-time listeners know, I'm partial to a wide range of music. Thrash in the mid to late 80s really got me going. It was almost the perfect mix of punk and heavy metal for want of a better phrase. Uh, the Americans really had the market sewn up with the big four, Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth and Anthrax. We did our best, producing Sabbath, who I never really got, Onslaught, who would shit on anyone around them, even themselves. Deathwish probably were the best of the bunch, but I would say that, as I was their driver come roadie, but it was true, they were the best. Uh, and then there was Virus, who probably weren't the most musical. Drummer Terry made Lars Ulrich sound good, but were hilarious to be around. Singer-guitarist Henry Hessen, I guess, knew that it wouldn't last, so made the most of things by getting the best out of it in terms of free drinks and endorsements. Uh, one time, the, the Krang offices, where they had uh, they and the magazine were running a competition to win a guitar. Obviously, the guitar was provided by the magazine, who foolishly let Virus take it away with them to send to the winner a couple of weeks later. Fifteen minutes after the band had exited Krang's offices, the guitar was sold with the proceeds being spent down the pub. Eventually, Henry relocated to Hollywood with only guitarist Coke carrying on the virus name. A few days ago, Henry posted a picture on Facebook of classic-era virus bassist John Hess round his LA gaff laying down some bass for the Henry Hessen Hollywood All-Star Band. And this is the first fruits from it. And now the end is near and so I face the final curtain You cunt, I'm not a queer I'll state my case, of which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full I've travelled each and every highway And more, much more than this I did it my way
I know some of you might be thinking that was a bit of a cliche, but I disagree. I think it was a piece of great fun. Staying in LA as we move to the end of another episode, man, in actual fact, Wall Rock Radio listeners, I'm going to overrun. The Headcat have just released a live album on Cleopatra Records called Rock and Roll Riot on the Sunset Strip that features Lemmy on vocals and acoustic guitar, Danny B. Harvey, electric guitar, Slim Jim Phantom drums and Johnny Bowler on bass. Remember, Lemmy was around before rock and roll existed and as much as journalists said Motorhead were a metal band, they weren't. As Lemmy used to say, we are Motorhead and we play rock and roll. And this is the head cat who do likewise. Until next week, take it easy. Chuck Berry again. We tried to do an unusual songs, you know, like you don't fucking get all the Johnny V. Good, you know, forget it. Just broke your guitar string, we ain't got that.